0: And welcome back to Hot Off The Hip. Today's guest is Kenneth Collette, a trades professional, developing soldier, and driven husband. As we talk today, pay special attention to the tensions we uncover around planning for the future. Kenneth, thank you for volunteering your time, and welcome to the show. My pleasure. So what has life been like for you as a a young professional in West Michigan? Uh, Well, I just like to start by saying that life is great. Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, West Michigan has been fun. Uh, I really don't have anything to compare it to, but I would like to say that, uh, life has been fun in the fact that it's been a great networking platform. You know, there's a lot of great ways to get involved in the Holland area, a lot of ways to meet other people. And it's a small enough community where, uh, everyone has a connection with something, you know? Um, Everybody has a brother or cousin that does it, that's in the area, and it's really made it easy to try your
0: hand at different things and be able to be professional and get connected. So you grew up um, in Hamilton, and you've spent your entire life right on the shores of the fresh coast of Lake Michigan. And so there's some people in this area that have moved here because of um, desirability or the business opportunity or such. Um, So you have a perspective of having deep, deep roots in this area. Well, to an extent,
1: I was born in New Jersey, so we didn't move out here until I was about 10 years old. So Mm -hmm. I didn't have the same uh, deep roots that a lot of people have. But yes, I I did go to high school and middle school in Hamilton. And then I went to college at Grand Rapids Community College. They have the Lakeshore campus and I've been going to Davenport Uh, their Holland campus as well. So I've been able to get really plugged into the community there. Uh, Currently, I'm a tradesman doing concrete in the Holland area.
0: So I get to meet a lot of different people that way as well. Hmm. How has that um, moving to this at a young age, to this area at a young age and growing up affected your view of the opportunities here or how much this area means to you? Like is Holland home to you and why?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Holland is definitely home. It's an easy place to make home. People are very warm and welcoming. Um, it's it's different, you know, being out in New Jersey and it's more of a city uh, city type vibe and there's a, the, the unions run a lot of things out there. So working in the trades is different out there than it is here. Uh, it's a lot more, the kind of beauty of Holland is that you kind of get some some things from Grand Rapids that are more like a city, and then you get some things coming from areas like Hamilton or Zealand that are a little bit more farmy, and you have this nice little melting pot in Holland.
0: So just the economics of big city hmm. versus small town. More you know. tight-knit community. Right, exactly. Hmm. Yeah, that's something uh, I hear a lot of the time, it's the people of, of this area that make it great, just people always willing to lend a hand and help out and talk and whatnot for the most part. Now, where are you at right now, and as far as um, developing or um, on on your career path, I guess if we can call it that, even though that kind of assumes that we know where we're going. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where are you at right now? You're kind of I know you're out of college for the most part. You said you were in the trades, right? So actually, I'm I'm a tradesman. I
1: do concrete. I'm in the National Guard. I was in the Michigan National Guard until about a month ago, and I switched to the Alabama national guard. I was picked up by a special forces group. So that's kind of what, uh, the, the future looks like for me. Uh, but Holland is still my base. Uh, still being as it's the national guard, it's, it's kind of, it's not full time, you know, it's a commitment one weekend a month, two weeks in the summer. Mm Uh, and, um, yeah, so I guess that, uh, yeah, I'm a sergeant in the military. I'm a tradesman around here and I'm, like a senior at Davenport. So got to have
0: got my hands at a few different things. That's um, I want to know kind of through your thought process, you joined the national guard. Is that, did you, were you intending to make that a career? Was that an opportunity that's developed into something that's been more attractive to you? Talk me through how you're navigating life that way.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So I joined without really planning on making it a life goal. I wanted money for college and I liked criminal justice. My plan was to become a cop. Uh, however, I joined and it was just something that fit really well. You know, I was able to um, really fit into the military community. Uh, I would do competitions to see who the best, you know, Soldier uh, best, best warrior competitions mm-hmm. and things like that. And it was just something that fit really well. And Even though it wasn't something I had planned to make a career, the more comfortable it was, the more
0: comfortable I was with the idea of it becoming a career for me. So that's, that's kind of an area that is really gray for me and for perhaps many of our listeners is like settling into a career. I think oftentimes the, the idea and intention is to always stay fresh, to stay moving around, to keep growing. And, um, it sounds like you've got this in this opportunity for you right now, but it's also kind of taking you a little bit away from, from Holland, from home. How are you navigating, like settling into a career? Are you, or are you approaching yeah. it with an open mind and just kind of taking no, it as it for comes? For
1: sure. I, I would say that I personally am approaching it more as with an open mind and kind of taking it where it comes, uh, as it comes. Uh, a lot of people don't have that freedom, you know, with responsibilities mm. and whatnot. Um, my wife has been really gracious and able to let me think freely and do kind of whatever I want to do. But, uh, a lot of people don't have that same freedom. So they kind of have, they're locked into the decisions that they've made and they, they don't have much room to play with it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, for me, yeah, it's just kind of taking it as it comes and seeing where life leads you to the next path. You know, there's so many things that are in the world that you, you don't know that are right around the corner. You know, and you kind of have to take, take everything as it comes and, you know, it might be the next, next great thing for you, or it might just not pan out. A learning opportunity. Everything (laughs) is
0: a learning opportunity. So it's a good time to talk about deciding and on and finding your bearings in tough questions. So when you, you face a question like, do I leave the trades or do I decide to go into the national card and take school as a slower option or you know, these non-traditional paths. When you're facing questions like that or any other tough question, where do you go? What do you do? How do you process tough questions? So for me,
1: I love exercise, obviously. For me to process, I usually just hit the gym. Um, Yeah, MVP is kind of my place. I love swimming, you know, running, lifting weights. It kind of has a wonderful place. I can kind of do all those things. Uh, there's also another joint in the area called saquambo boxing I usually go there and it's kind of a good place to to hit a bag and kind of beat the demons out of your mind and kind of help hmm. you recenter you know um I'm also religious so I will go to uh mana church right downtown on the corner of ninth and central uh usually that helps me find my center you know and
0: um, obviously helps me with my religion um Does that, it sounds like those, um, specifically the working out is giving you an opportunity to process maybe in the back of your mind, um, or take your, take, give you a little bit of space to process. Um, and as a Christian, maybe that helps you with priorities. Would that be accurate or are you approaching um, problems and tough decisions differently?
1: Yeah, yeah, I I would say that that's a fair fair assessment. One of the main things I like about working out is that you know after you you do a good hour run or something like that, it definitely puts your mind in a clearer spot and helps mm-hmm. you to think. You know, yeah. I, I think one of the main things it just helps you shut completely off. You know, it, it's the same reason why you would go for a long walk on the beach, you know, and just taking the beauty, and then you come back and feel totally refreshed. It's because you would but distract you get the yourself. added benefit of that. Uh... That
0: accomplishment. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Do you, do you uh, depend on any, any, um, voices in your life to, to help with you with direction or is it mostly through just internalizing and thinking deeply and introspection that you come to like, okay, I got to make a decision. And then when you get to that timeline, you make it and you go, are you, is that, does that do other people play largely into your decision making? Uh, other people definitely do I mean obviously I have a wife so right. so that
1: that yeah. takes a lot of that, cover all uh, your bases that, on that one. that's a voice I listen to <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, that's a big voice and obviously being religious um, I definitely uh, use my religion to guide me through a lot of decisions um other than that yeah, that's one of the beautiful things about having the network in Holland is that there's a lot of different people that have experienced different things and have just called Holland their home that can <laughs> really speak into your life and help you through a lot of different tough situations.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. So what gets you out of bed in the morning? After all, you can have all these hopes and dreams and uh, problem solving skills, but if you've got no motivation, it's not much, right? Right. Exactly. Um, See, what gets me out
1: out of bed in the morning is the ability to just get better. Uh, I love hmm. getting better, and no matter what it is, uh, whether it's I can finish more concrete in a certain amount of time, or I can make stairs look better, or if I can, you know, get my boxing form down better, or, you know, if I can navigate the military's paperwork system better, if I can get better shooting my rifle, if I can get better with a handgun... Uh, really that that's what drives me is I want to exceed at everything that I try and the ability to learn something new and to just hone your skills really is what drives me out of bed and keeps me
0: excited. So constant improvement is hard, but why do you want to always get better? What's, what's the drive drive there? Because concrete, you shared an example, the, the opportunity to just get better at concrete or navigate through these, paperwork systems that are just labyrinthian and difficult to get to. Um, those are opportunities to get better, but uh, specifically with concrete, that's not a career that you're chasing. That's not something that you're actively um, hoping to get uh, develop into a long-term career from what it sounds like. Why do you want to get better at those? Well,
1: that's a great question. Um, I, I personally, I like to challenge myself, you know, hmm. if, if, if I'm doing something and I'm not getting better at it, there's, there's really no point in me doing it. I'm just staying stagnant in a world, in a moving world. If you're staying stagnant, you're falling behind. Hmm. Um, and even if it's not something that I plan to make a career, I, you never know what's going to happen in the world. You Hmm. know, everything we know could, could fade tomorrow. But, uh, if I'm still good at concrete,
0: I'm still good at concrete, you know? Yeah. I've got a friend that says, um, if I want to do something, I want to make sure I can say, uh, hell yeah, when I do it, Obviously, mean, kind of that idea. If you're going to do something, give it 150% or else it's not worth doing. Absolutely. What do you think about that?
1: Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Definitely taking pride in what you do and every small thing <laughs> is definitely uh, extremely
0: beneficial for the human psyche.
1: Hmm.
0: Cool. Very cool. Has there been anything that surprised you out of that mindset of, always doing your best. And all of a sudden you're like, man, if I wasn't trying hard there, if I had not developed through that because of that mindset, um, this wouldn't have happened. Definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of times
1: where you can see your yourself up against the guy next to you and he's just coasting through and you're working hard and you're getting way more frustrated because you're taking the attention to detail and pushing yourself to the next level and the next guy's coasting. And it's like, you're looking at it like this guy's enjoying himself and he's (laughs) taking the easy road, right? but I'm just like working my rear end off here Mm -hmm. and I'm not enjoying it as much. Obviously the end goal, you will enjoy it way more than he will because you work twice as hard to get there and hopefully your skills better. Um, But that's really the only time you question that is during the process. But as soon as you get to the end and you realize like how hard you've worked for something Mm. uh, versus someone who's just coasted there, Mm. it really, it really fires you up and, to a degree it defines your character too. Definitely. Definitely. Or builds your character. Builds builds it for sure. Your character is definitely built in those those hard times mm. where it's easier to take the easy way out, but you press through because mm. you want to be better.
0: That's not something you can always see like right in the moment either. It's like, nah, this isn't worth it. It's not even what I want to do, long term or something. <laughs> right, like that. right, exactly. Wow. Yeah,
1: usually you're just thinking that, you know, well, right now it's cold outside. You're right. thinking, man, it'd be a lot easier if I just did it the quick way, I could go home and get warmed up. Hmm. But, but that's not the right answer, you know? And Hmm. that's definitely, you can see that in a lot of the ways from a lot of the people in the Holland area. You know, we have a lot of excellent builders here. We have a lot of people that work really hard at their trade. And thankfully in an area like Holland, it's not uh, respected at all if you kind of cut corners to get there, you know?
0: So the community kind of helps hold us to a higher standard as well. Definitely. Wow. That's a, that's a privilege. That's actually really a gift. Is that something you you noticed as a difference between uh, Jersey and, and Holland, or were you not old enough to realize that difference yet? I, I would say I wasn't old enough to make the yeah. call at that age. But being in the military, I've done a lot of traveling and I have
1: noticed that in other <laughs> areas, they don't hold themselves to the same standard. And it's it's easy to see, for me being a concrete guy, I can walk around pretty much any concrete I can tell you, any city, and tell you exactly
0: how hard the concrete guys work just by looking at the Why product. Don't concrete's everywhere. <laughs> it is, man. <laughs> Very cool. Did it did that uh surprise you um while you're going through the military and um and seeing some of that or I know you might want to be careful what you say but
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. It's 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 kind of the beauty of the military. Is it 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 doesn't discriminate. You know, right. it just takes you from no matter what background you have, no matter where in the world you're from. I mean, you have guys come from Guam, Puerto Rico, and those those countries they they have different uh different environments and mm-hmm. different things they expect from their people and you know i i grew up or i went to high school in hamilton mm. and the way i view the world is completely different than a kid who grew up in the bronx mm. so it's kind of the beautiful thing is like you come together and uh you know you have all these different different perspectives and backgrounds but you all work together to create an outcome you know accomplish a mission
0: yeah it's a beautiful thing when the team comes together It also kind of speaks to how how often we don't give enough credit to the uh circumstances and the communities and how they they shape us and help help form us into we always like to say you know like if i'm doing a good job you know if i'm the best in my team or something it's because i'm the hardest working person but it's always good to give a give some um recognition or to recognize at least in yourself that we've also been um helped along and coached and guided and built up by those around us so yeah for sure it's awesome Let's talk about dreams and desires. If you were looking into year uh, into the future, five, ten years, or or just something that's really on your heart, and you're like, I'm not exactly sure. I don't see a clear path um, to to some dreams and desires in this area. Um, but uh, what, what's something that you would love to see develop in the Holland area specifically?
1: Well, there's a few things. One, one of the major things that we have right now is we have all sorts of people coming here to work uh, with companies like JR Automation, Gentex, all these big companies that are doing really well in the economy and they, they need, uh, hire more people, <laughs> but the housing is not growing as well or as quickly as the people coming in. So what we have is a lot of uh, more expensive houses going in. You can kind of just drive down the road and see houses going up everywhere. But the problem is, is that all these houses are 250,000 and above. Now, a lot of the people, especially if you're working the line at something like Gentex or JR Automation, you can't afford a house that's 250,000. So one thing that would really be beautiful to see for the Holland community is if we could build houses that were, were cheaper, but still look nice and could kind of add to the authenticity of Holland. Uh, I, am sure there's a lot of people in the area working on things like that. Uh, but, but that's one thing I'd really like to see
0: for this area. You know, I talking more about like specific initiatives to build or more of like the, um, the ordinance and the, and the zoning and the opportunities long-term. Well, I or just, all of it.
1: I'm not sure it's necessarily even a problem with the zoning. Hmm. I just don't think that there's anyone out there that's really doing that. Right. Cause obviously if you're a builder, you can get 250,000 for a house yeah, or a or hundred thousand. Why would you not build the house for 250,000? Right. Hmm. So, so that's one thing for sure. I mean, you can ask pretty much any, um, landlord in the area. If they put a building up for rent, it gets rented it out right away. Right away. Yep. You know, if you see, You'll see people post on the Holland informed. They'll be like, hey, I'm looking for a house or an apartment to rent in this price range. And almost every time the comments underneath it say good luck, you know, so it'd be really nice if we had some more available places. There's a few other things I'd like to see. Another thing, this probably won't matter as much to me in 10 years, but I think bars need to be open later, man. Half the time, you know, you're, <laughs> you're just starting to feel good, and it's 9.30, and they're doing last call. Well, it's not 9.30, but it's it's a little later than that. But it's still yeah. too early to go home on a Friday night, so you always end up at Paris, but Paris does a booming business well, I'd like to see these other bars stay open a little bit later. You a little know? Bit
0: more of a nightlife for
1: Holland? Yeah, a little bit more of a nightlife. I think it'd be <laughs> good for it. And I think that, you know, it, it could be really fun. You know, there's there's taco trucks and stuff in the area. If there's more of a nightlife, we right. could have more food trucks and stuff. And I think uh, we could really do, you know, like Grand Rapids. We're kind of in the shadow of Grand Rapids. And Grand Rapids has a way, way bigger nightlife. Right. You know? Huh.
0: Yeah, that, that would help with um attracting talent too for sure. If if everybody goes to bed around 10, 11 o'clock, uh there's a lot of us that are still up and rearing. <laughs> We're still looking for things to do.
1: So. Absolutely. <laughs> and on that same token, I'd like to see see more diversity in food. And that's just kind of like a personal preference. But right. man, if you want a good Indian, you either gotta go to Grand Rapids yeah, you or, or Kalamazoo, you Or know? make it yourself. Right. Or make it yourself, <laughs> which I don't cook Indian very well. Uh yeah, and uh, these are all things that if I was going to stick around or had a lot of money to invest in the area, I would definitely do. Mm. Uh, but maybe there's someone listening to this that has a lot of money and is looking for ways to spend it. But there's, <laughs> your there's your idea, the idea right ideas. there. <laughs> Stay open late and make Indian food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some tiki I'm, masala. <laughs> right, after I'm done having a beer at 3 a.m., all I want is uh, tiki masala.
0: <laughs> Chicken chawarma, all the good stuff. Yeah. Very cool. Um, what you, what do you got in your uh, in your in your toolbox for the next uh, or your calendar for the next few months? Is it looking like just preparing and uh, getting ready for for a contract or for a training or? Yeah, yeah. The next couple months for me is just training and
1: waiting on orders, uh, and definitely in that time we'll be pouring concrete and working hmm. and uh, fixing up the house like usual. But uh, yeah, just really taking the time to enjoy being in the Holland
0: area and being with my wife. Very cool. If you were going to talk to um, any of the listenership and, and say, you know, I've thought about being a young professional in this area and through my experiences and, and the time I've spent, uh, this is something that either you have learned or um, that you've heard and would like to pass on. What's just some good life advice? Good life advice. Let's see.
1: Don't, uh, don't put all your pennies in one jar. Yeah. Keep spending spending your money (laughs) live a good life. Uh, no, but, but, you know, be diverse and definitely be open-minded to different things in life. You know, you you never know what you might be good at is something that you may may never have tried. You know, definitely really, um, definitely really respect the people who are, you know, 70 or 60 and trying something new. Mm. Um, that's something that I, I really like to do, and I hope other people like. You know, I've been working out lifting for years, and I just recently started boxing. You know, I, I have no idea how to do it, but um, I'm really good at exercising. So it was kind of nice to be in a headspace where you know I'm now learning rather yeah. than teaching, and uh, it, it's been really beneficial.
0: That's great. Shift gears and start looking at things a little differently, and working yeah, on a little differently. Yeah, um, focusing on different things instead of just maxes or reps it's now um like uh techniques and and those sorts of things that's cool that's very
1: cool Learning to float like a butterfly i think that's one thing
0: too they um the um stay moving and open to things that's somewhat um apparent in the story you've shared today just not writing opportunities off too quickly uh and pursuing things the best that you can and you never know what 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 takes off or what decides to develop into a more wholesome and handsome career very cool. Absolutely. Wow. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Ken. And uh, if if uh, anybody wants to get connected with you or anything, is that something you'd be interested in talking to anybody with? Or? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I'm always I'm always one <laughs> to talk to an open ear. So, yeah, uh, you can hit me up on Facebook. It's just Kenneth Clett Jr. It's
0: easy okay. as that. So Kenneth Cl- Clett Jr. at Facebook. And this is Hot Off The Hip signing off.